Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're excited to be in the house of the Lord, why don't you give a great shout of amen this morning? Oh, come on. You guys can do better one more time. Why don't you give the Lord a great shout and say amen? Amen. I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do here this morning. Are you? This morning, we're going to have three young men come and preach to us. Uh, first, we're going to have Brother Zach Cleveland from Phoenix Revival Center. Um, Zach, you come, you preach to us what God laid upon your heart, and you worship with him, you say amen, you back him up, all right? Zach, come and preach to us this morning. Amen. Why don't you lift your hands to the Lord for just a moment? Can we entertain his presence one more time? God, we love you, Jesus. We worship you today, God. We magnify your name. We lift you up, Jesus. God, we're here to bless you, Jesus. We're here to magnify you, God. Oh, we give you praise in this house, Lord. You're worthy of it this morning. God, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands to him? be here with you this morning. I want to thank who was ever responsible for making the irresponsible decision of asking me to speak. I give honor to you. I'm going to be reading from John chapter 14, verse 15. And while you're turning there, I hope that you pray for me while I'm speaking. I'm really nervous. I'm, I'm almost as nervous as Brother Connor was when he woke up one day and realized that he was bald. I'm almost that nervous. I did ask permission to say that joke, just... John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Man, why don't you put your Bible down and one more time ask God to help me, ask God to help you, and ask God to move in the next few moments. God, I pray that you help me, Lord Jesus. God, to communicate in this house in Jesus' name. Lord, that your perfect will would be done in this atmosphere, Lord Jesus. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, Lord. Let your spirit fall in this place, I pray. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. And I give you the praise and the honor and the glory for it today in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands as you're seated? This very short seven-word scripture has quite a powerful and convicting statement that if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. That if you truly love him, you'll lay down your flesh and follow his word. Now, some today may be saying, yes, I love him, but you could still be in the struggle of your life with sin. You say you love him, but you could be struggling with keeping his commandments. I'm here to say that if you really love him with everything, you ought to strive to keep his word. You ought to do the things that you know you should do and not do the things that you know you shouldn't do. Someone say amen. amen. But I believe that today I am in the presence of people who really do want to keep the commandments of God. That your heart's desire really is to follow him with everything. That you want to give God your all, but yet you've been facing some temptations that you just can't seem to get over. And every time it comes, you fall into it. And you believe that the temptation that you've been facing is far too great to overcome. You think that nobody has ever faced 
what you're facing right now. But can I tell you that the temptation that you are facing is not too great. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but also will with the temptation make a way of escape that ye are able to overcome it. You may be nobody is thinking what you faced right now. God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. You think that it's too great to overcome, but I am here to tell you from the word of God that he has made a way of escape for you. God believes that you are able to overcome the temptation. If you are not able to, God will not have allowed it to come against you. He believes in you more than you believe in yourself. God believes that you're able to overcome the temptation. So why don't you believe this morning that you can do it? I'm telling you that you can overcome it this morning. I'm telling you that you can resist temptation, that you can keep his commandments, that you can live holy, and that you can do the will of God. Hey, can someone lift their hands and talk to the Lord for a second? God, we love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I want to give you an example of what happens when you can resist the temptations and keep God's commandments. In Daniel chapter 3, the, he, the three Hebrew boys are told to bow down to the gold statue of King Nebuchadnezzar, but they keep God's commandments and do not bow down. And they come before the king and get thrown into the fiery furnace. And in Daniel 3.25, King Nebuchadnezzar said, He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So the three Hebrew boys keep the commandments of God, and when they do, God was with them when opposition came. Someone needs to understand today that when you take a step towards God, there will be opposition. But when you are thrown into the fire of your life, God will be with you. God will not leave his child. God will not let you walk in the fire alone. When you keep his commandments, he will keep his promises. I said when you keep his commandments, God will keep his promises to you. Catch this right here. King Nebuchadnezzar said the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Here's the question. How did King Nebuchadnezzar know what the son of God looked like? Can I preach to you that when you keep God's commandments and then you walk onto your school, onto your campus and your job, people may have never seen anybody like you before, but when they see you, they will know something is different about you. They will know that God is with you. King Nebuchadnezzar had never seen anything like that before, but when he saw it, he knew that it was of God. I'm telling you that when you walk into that place, people will notice and they begin to ask questions. I'm going to be very open with you today. This, our text, is a very personal scripture to me. God gave me that scripture in a very dark time in my life about three years ago. Since then, I read and think on it often. It's been on my iPhone screensaver, and I even had it inscribed on the inside of one of my suit jackets. But at this point in my life, I was quite lost and needing direction. I had grown up in the truth, but I was 
just kind of coasting along. And I was struggling with falling into sin again and again and again. And I reached rock bottom one day and I cried out to God. I didn't cry out of a consistent prayer life, but I cried out of desperation. And with tears in my eyes, I asked God to give me direction, to give me a word. And I picked up my Bible and said, God, lead me to a scripture right now that I need. This is the honest truth. I picked up my Bible. I blindly looked away and picked a spot in my Bible and looked. And the first scripture that I saw was John 14, 15, our text. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I read that scripture and it hit me like a truck. And if I have ever heard the voice of God in my life, I heard him speak to me then. And the voice told me, do you love me? And I lifted my head toward the ceiling with tears in my eyes and I responded, yes, God, I love you. The voice responded again, but I heard the passion, the voice this time that said, then keep my commandments. And I believe that someone is asking someone today the same question. Do you love me? Do you really love me with everything? Because if you really love me, you'll serve me with everything. If you really love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you really love me, you'll put aside your flesh. If you really love me, you'll give me your all today. Can someone lift their hands right now? Stand with me, I'm almost done. A message my pastor preached a few years ago, titled The Potter's House, speaking about God being the potter and we being the clay. But the statement that I still think about to this day is he said, when we are on the potter's wheel and God is molding us, when we sin, we take God's hands off of us. And when his hands are not upon us, he cannot make us what we were meant to be. If you love God, you ought to keep his commandments so he can make you what you were meant to be. You say this all sounds good, but it's it's a weight to follow the commandments. That you, you've got it all wrong. Matthew 11:30 says, "For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." I'm telling you that there is a freedom that comes over you when you truly have God first in your life. There is a joy and a peace that washes over you like you've never felt. I can't explain it to you, but you walk a little different. You talk a little different. Can you lift your hands right now and would you ask God to help you to keep his commandments? Why? Because I want to be what I was meant to be. That when temptation comes, I will resist because I love you, Jesus. I love you enough to give you my all today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we love you this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I love you, God. Hallelujah. I want to keep your commandments this morning. Hallelujah. Because I know if I love you and I obey you and I stand on your word, 
and your promises and everything that you've given me, God. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a great word we heard this morning. One more time, why don't we give a hand clap of praise to Brother Zach. Thank you so much. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now this morning, we're going to have Brother Ezekiel Johnson come from Great Commissions Pentecostal Church. You guys get behind them again. And why don't you come, Brother Ezekiel, and preach the word. there were no graves in Egypt has thou taken us away to die in the wilderness wherefore hast thou dealt with us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt is not this the word that, that, that we did tell thee in Egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness Verse number 13, Moses said unto the people, Fear not and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will shew to you this day. The Egyptians who you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more. And then the Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold you for your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore thou criest unto me, speak unto the children of Israel that they may go forward. My sermon title today is Drop It. Because there's things in our lives that we need to drop. Some of you for a long time have had problems in your lives, whether it's been finance or health or anything or addiction. You have been going to youth services and conventions. And, sorry about that, you may be seated. <laughs> but you have been going to conventions, to services, and waiting for God to heal you. And you feel God after the service, but once you're done with the service, it doesn't last. And you stop, and you start, sorry, my lips are messing up right here. Praise God, praise God. And you start to doubt God, and you worry, and the worry sinks in, and you begin to look for a new way to the situation, and you don't know what to do. I know what you need to do. You need to drop into the hands of God, Jesus, and you need to trust him, because he is the one who will help you. We think we can figure out our own, our own plan A, B, and C's, and we have all this, we have that, we have that. But and there's nothing wrong with having those other plans in our lives to help, to help on, because God gives us other directions for us to go. Because, but the problem is that comes with that, when we have other, all these plan A's, B's, and C's, is because whether you realize it or not, when we don't trust him, you are saying, God, I trust my plan A or B or C more than I trust your plan. I'm saying, I, might, I trust my main man plan more than the God's plan. Why don't you just worship God this morning? Yes, we have to drop it. We have to drop it. But sometimes we drop it and then we pick it back up. Because we get into this thing that's called comfort. We feel nice. 
Rent's paid. Bills are taken care of. Why should we go pray? Why should we? We can have our plan B's. We can have them all. We don't have to go to God right now. We, 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 have everything. we don't have to pray right now. We can do it later. So we push it off. And we get into this comfort zone. And we end up picking it back up again. When we do that, we don't realize, but we can bring ourselves lower and lower and lower. Because when these trials and situations come in our lives, we have nothing. Because we don't put our trust in God. We're like, God, what's going on? But you didn't put your trust in God. You didn't put your faith in God. Because you went your own way. You went your own different ways. And sometimes the thing about dropping it is we're afraid if we drop it, we say, Lord, but if I drop the situation, if I drop the thing I'm going through, if I drop it, it might break. Because God, if I drop it, the constable might show up to my house and you may not give me the money if I trust you. I don't know. So that's why I'll do it on my own. God, if I drop it, my health condition might get worse and you might not heal me in time. Why do that? Why do that when I can figure it out on my own? God, if I drop my addiction, I might be waiting forever. I might go into more worse addictions than I could ever imagine. And I need help now. So I will figure it out on my own. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it will break what you're holding on to, your plans, your ideas, the things that you're holding so strong. Sometimes they're going to break. But God is able to put them back together in the name of Jesus. Why don't you worship him for a second? God, you're worthy. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you my testimony. About three years ago, I was in a really bad state of depression. I think early 2016. And I didn't know what to do. I felt down. I prayed. I did all I could do. But when I dropped it into the hands of God and I worshipped Him, things started to change. The depression started to leave. Because when we lift our hands, sorry about that. When we lift our hands, we're not just surrendering our lives to God. When we lift our hands, because we need to worship, we have to. In the name of Jesus, we have to drop it. That's the only way God can get into our lives and help us. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you worship him this morning? Give him a hand clap of praise because he's worthy. We have to drop these situations. I know someone here this morning is going through that situation. And you need to drop it into the hands of God and trust him. Because he will take care of you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 So, let's drop our situations to the hand of the Lord. Amen. Because He is the only one that can save us. The only one that can change our situations. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
How many believe if you give it to God, He'll take care of it? Hallelujah. How many of you know if you drop it in the Master's hand, He'll take care of it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That was a good word. Why don't we give Brother Ezekiel Johnson a great hand. Thank you so much for preaching what God laid upon your heart. And last but surely not least, we'd like to invite Brother Jacob Bolding from New Hope Church in Winslow, Arizona. Come, Brother Bolding, preach to us. God is going to give us a word. Aren't you excited for what he's going to speak? Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Let's lift our hands toward heaven right now. Oh, God, come on. Somebody's got to find it down inside to cry out to God right now. Come on. Come on. Just a few more minutes right now. Come on. I'll preach in a minute. But right now, God is about to do something in this place. Greater. Miraculous. Oh, my God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, Jesus, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Some of you are bound by carnality right now. Come on. I didn't come to play around this morning. I'm preaching to myself too. But let me tell you, if you want deliverance, the men of God that just preached right now has given you keys to deliverance. And if you want deliverance from every addiction, you must repent. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Amen. If you'd stay standing for just a few more moments. I thank God for the men that are rising up to the calling of God. I saw a pastor and I saw a youth camp meeting evangelist that just preached to you. I thank God for what he's doing in Arizona. I love each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. I felt this burden for this youth meeting for the last few months. God has impressed it upon my heart. And I'm going to share a little bit with you. Amen. I have two scriptures starting out. If you could turn to Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept. Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. And if you go down to verse 13, again, Isaiah writes, but the Lord, but the, but the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little 
and there a little that they may go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Go into one more scripture. Leviticus chapter 10 and verse 1. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense therein and offered strange fire before the Lord which he commanded them not and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord then Moses said unto Aaron this is it that the Lord spake saying I will be sanctified in them that come nigh to me and before all the people I will be glorified and Aaron held his peace amen one more time before we are seated let's lift our hands up to the Lord right now hallelujah Jesus Come on, you need to begin to cry out to God right now. Oh Lord, right now, binding every spirit contrary to you in this building, God. Lord, and casting it out, Lord, letting your Holy Spirit flow, God. Your angels camp God around this place right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise while you're seated. Thank you for the privilege to be able to speak. I don't take it lightly. And I'm thankful for our youth president and the youth committee. Amen. Let's give them a hand clap right now. I am excited to see what God is doing in Arizona. But for a few minutes, if I could catch your ear, whether you want to hear me or not, I'm asking you to open your ear. I've heard from God. I truly believe that. The Bible writes in three separate occasions about this sin of strange fire being offered unto the Lord by Aaron's sons, Nabab, Nadab, and Abihu. Things don't come up three times in the Bible if they are not significant. There was a significance to the sin they committed that was greater than other things that had happened in that day. There was a significance that God put in his word to show you what not to do. Amen. God has called this generation back to a place in him where strange fire is not offered unto him, but fire offered unto him that is holy. You see, we sometimes not purposely seen, but because of 
a lackadaisical prayer life and leadership that is not quite up to the par, we kind of get to a place where strange fire begins to work it into our lives and where we used to pray, we now depend on a basketball game or a snack bar or an activity after youth service to bring in people from the outside. And this message is from everybody in this building from zero to 99 that God is calling this generation back. And I'm not preaching this to try to get a whole bunch of amens because it is tight in this building right now because some of your self-will is getting of the way of your ear being open unto God's word. Generations gone before us have learned to sacrifice the right, holy, and acceptable way unto God. But somewhere... In the transfer of the generations, I look at a brother Connor, I look at a brother Sansom, I look at our district youth president, I look at all of these men of God, and I say, where, where, where was it lost? And the strange fire that's offered up by the youth of this generation of no prayer life in the strange fire that is offered up in this generation by living an unholy life. And I see it, and I'm trying to say, God, how can I get a hold of somebody? How can I get a hold of somebody? They've got to hear your word. We must... Learn how to sacrifice unto God that which is holy and righteous and acceptable before him. There was a way that they were commanded to sacrifice in the temple. There was a way they were commanded. And it wasn't just any way, but there was a purifying and a cleansing of the self. And then they would go out and there was that lamb, their favorite lamb, the best lamb. And I can imagine for the first time whenever a teenager had to go out and grab that lamb, pick it up. I've raised it from a baby. Why do I have to give it up? But they watching their parents would pick up that load and they would begin to walk to the temple. They would begin to walk and they would begin, oh, in their mind, preparing, I've got to sacrifice. I've got to sacrifice. And some of you have never picked up that lamb. You've never picked up that calling. You've never picked up that prayer life. And I'm telling you, it's heavy, but baby, it's really not heavy compared to the chains and the weights that carry you in this world down to the pit of hell. 
Come on! I'm not just preaching to a generation that's like any other, but baby, you cannot have a prayer life. You've got to have a prayer life! Come on, this is the end time hour right now, and God is calling some youth. Come on, he sees past all those things, and he's saying, I see you, I see you. Come on, come on, you can do it. Come on, and you better start scratching tooth and nail. God, I'm going to live for you. God, I'm going to do your will. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord one more time in this building. Come on. God wants to break some chains in this place today. God wants to break some yokes of sin in this place today. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Where are you at? Where are you at, David? Where are you at, Samuel? Where are you at, Elijah? Woo! Where's the Elisha that's willing to carry the mantle of God? down from the pastor hey man you may be seated I'm almost done God has called us to walk in his light not in the darkness of this world but when you walk in the darkness of this world you cannot see what is in the light because you are in darkness And you will be deceived by the darkness of this world that will convince you that you are walking in the light of God. But you are walking in the darkness of men and the devil of this world. And I see so many and it breaks my heart. They're convinced that they're okay where they're at. And they're bound by the chains and the sin of this world. Oh God, open our eyes today. Oh God loves you. God loves you. He wants to break the chain. He wants to break the yoke. But baby, you gotta let him. You gotta let him in. You gotta start tearing down some of those walls saying, Jesus, I'm gonna get to you. Amen. The preacher preached about the demoniac man that had more than 6,000 devils, but something inside said, God, I've got to have you. Come on, I feel it breaking in this place right now. Lift up your hands. Woo! Oh, Jesus! Come on, come on, come on. We don't need to go any further right now. God is calling. The altars are open right now. Oh, God, I've got to have you. Come on. Come on, God is calling this morning. God is calling this morning. Not my will, but thy will be done. God, I will not offer strange fire unto you, God, but I will be a holy, living sacrifice unto you this morning. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, it's going to be hard right now. But let me tell you, when you step out on faith, God is going to begin to break chains right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. In 
Matthew chapter 21 verse 44 this is my last scripture and I will be done and it is up to you what you choose and I love you guys and whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And let me tell you this morning, you don't have a choice whether you're gonna be touched by this stone. You don't have a choice whether you're gonna be judged by God. But let me tell you this morning, it's real, there's a heaven and there's a hell. And let me tell you this morning, it is up to you and your will to get your lust under control, to let God begin to move in your life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands and our voices this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We praise you this morning. Hallelujah. God, I don't want to get too anxious. I don't want to get too impatient. God's moving. God wants to do something right here, right now. So let him move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, let a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in power move upon us this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voices. Lift up your hearts. Pray with one another. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I want a deeper prayer life. God, I want to move closer to you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Break every chain, break every 